and welcome to Manchester Jazz Festival's Fantasy Festival Podcast with me, Ash Doherty. And me, Steve Mead. We're inviting friends, artists and jazz lovers to let their imaginations run riot, make the impossible possible and program their fantasy festival lineup. Money is no object and the artists can span the generations from the current crop of new music producers going back in time to the pioneers of jazz via the bebop and cool jazz eras. Join us as we explore what it is that makes a festival so magical, from the company to the food, drink, location. On this episode, we speak to the jazz vocalist and songwriter Tess Hurst. Tess studied at Leeds College of Music, where she focused on performance, lyricism and composition. Following a stint in LA honing her songwriting craft, she completed a master's in ethnomusicology from SOAS University of London, where she studied Cuban and Atlantic African music. Tess self-released her debut EP, Love Sunday, in 2015, and she and award-winning bassist Daniel Casimir released their debut album These Days in November 2019 via the pioneering London-based record label Jazz Refreshed, whom Tess also works with as an event producer. A small but relentlessly determined organisation, Jazz Refreshed has its hands in many pies, hosting a weekly live residency, a record label, festival, film club, band development programme, club night, workshops and more. And now, Tess's festival awaits. Steve, Steve, who are we going to be speaking with today? You'll never guess who we've got today, Ash. (laughs) The amazing vocalist and uh, event producer with Jazz Refreshed. It's only Tess Hurst, everyone. Yay! Tess, welcome (laughs) along to the Fantasy Festival. How are you doing? Hi, Steve. I'm OK. Hi, Ash. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Absolutely. It's a dream. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> just for the, the listeners test, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your, your work and what you've, and it's interesting because you've got this combined role at the moment in music, haven't you? As a practitioner yes. and someone working, yes. not behind the scenes, but all kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. as yeah, well. How's, how's that I'm working? Leading, I'm leading a double life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> double agent. Yeah. So I am primarily a vocalist and songwriter a composer um but for the past nine months i've also been producing um online and digital events for jazz refreshed and it is my pleasure to do so yeah they're all amazing actually just watched most of them it's great uh, great to see all that music making and uh and they've been really successful haven't they yeah, I don't have to point that out to you. But, but, uh, yeah. I think they have. Um, yeah. They've provided um, an alternative for people yeah. throughout the various lockdowns um, yeah. who can't go and see live music. They can tune in mm. every single Thursday yeah. and get a similar experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And is this um, something going to carry forwards then? Do you think? Um, I know that there's an intention to return to live at some point yeah. but only when yeah. it's um safe to do so yeah yeah um yeah. but so for now we're online every thursday okay great and mm-hmm. how have you sort of been singing wise have you been doing very much over the past year and a yeah. half two years with your voice not in front of people no <laughs> <laughs> um but what i have been working on is a new album um yeah. i've received very generously um some funding from prs and mobo so i've spent mm, the last great. year and a half writing what i hope will be an enjoyable album um and we're set to record it in december 
Yeah. And who's that? Who's just a couple of the artists featured on that then? So it will be Daniel Casimir, yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> we've worked together for a long time. Um, it will also feature Richard Spaven on drums. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, and the others, I'm not going to say yet because there's room okay. for movement. Okay, <laughs> I, yes. I love it. I love a good embargo. Actually, Tess, <laughs> I, I remember because you did um, our friends over at Mars Barney at Mars and Jazz Festival yes. did some um, kind of outdoor performances, didn't you, for, for when they had to produce a different kind of festival last year. And yeah. you did a nice duet out in yeah. the, on the moors by the river with Dan, didn't you? Yeah, that yeah, was, was actually amazing. And every yeah. time someone asked me about it, I always say, oh, I haven't done anything like it since no. <laughs> yeah. we were really it was yeah. just the two of us Dan yeah. and his double bass and myself and we were in the middle it felt like the middle of nowhere and we just sang our songs in a duo format which we have done before but it we didn't never did it to any we that's how we used to rehearse but um for everyone to see all of our songs stripped back like that yeah. um yeah. in that setting um, it was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. And, um, no, it was lovely to watch the, you know, the Barney film. Barney worked really hard on that, and you yeah, could yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, amazing. Really. And yeah. now here we are again asking you once again to use your yep. voice in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually kind of combine together your skills as a musician and event producer. It's kind yeah. of actually like you've walked into the right role for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of both of what I do. So this is perfect. Amazing. So I yeah. think with mm-hmm. that in mind, I think mm-hmm. um, let's kick off the day. So it'd be great if you could mm-hmm. set the scene. You know, I don't want to assume that it's the morning. Maybe it's three three at night. Yeah, I don't where know. Are we? So, where yeah. are we? What's going on? Set, set the scene for yeah. us. See, this is, I should have thought about this a bit more, but in my head, if I'm just sharing what's in here, um, it's a massive outdoor stage okay. um, mm. with thousands of people. Um, but it's not muddy because that's not fun <laughs> oh. for anyone. <laughs> it's not too hot, but maybe about 23 degrees. Like mm. Oh, it's very precise. Okay. Yeah, I so like that. You can wear a T-shirt, but you're not sweaty. Yeah. Um, no mud. Um, sun is shining outside. I'm going to say a field with, mm, yeah, and just thousands of people. Think of an outside stadium, I'm yep. thinking. Oh, yeah. that many thousands okay. where I am. Yeah. And okay. whereabouts, whereabouts is it, Tess? Are we in this country or abroad? Or I didn't know there was this choice. Probably somewhere mm. else. <laughs> somewhere else. Okay, just anywhere else from yeah. here As long as it's 23 degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tess, who have you got? Who have you booked for, with your expansive mm-hmm. um, festival programming budget, which we've upped to £265 yeah. this time? So we've, we've given, I guess, a little bit more money this time. There's no barrier. So dead or alive, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of any kind of uh, genre, really. And mm-hmm. who have you picked as your opening act on this okay. amazing mud-free day? Okay, so this would be the very first act, say, early afternoon yeah. when the sun is shining. We're all ready. We're waiting. Um, and my first act is Joan Armatrady. <gasps> the Joan, Ooh. the amazing yeah. Joan. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She is honestly, I think I could just say it, my favourite songwriter yeah. um, of all time. And it would be such an honour to have her 
Opener Festival. Wow, incredible. Yeah. And what is it you love about her, her voice or her songwriting or her delivery? Yeah. I think it's the emotion yeah. that she has in her voice mm. quite naturally. And what I most love is her lyric writing. Yeah. It's so open and vulnerable and you feel like she's singing just for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of her songs I can relate to, whether or not I've been in that situation or not. Um, but it's it's a level of openness with her maybe soul that I don't know, we all just aim for. Yeah. We aim to be able to get it out of ourselves and onto a page. And I, I think she's one of those people that can do it. Yeah. And we're going to have, there's also something very timeless about her music, I, I think. I don't Absolutely. know if you agree. Yeah. And, and she was quite secretive about the, the kind of the inspiration behind her songs, which yeah. adds to the enigma, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. it really yeah. does. And yeah. you never, yeah, you, you're not aware of what she does outside of music, who she is as a person. Yeah. That's all she's giving yeah. us. And yeah. it's enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it is enough. And what we're going to have a listen to, I think probably her, her most, well, her most famous track in terms of, um, uh, you know, wide appeal. What What's this one, Tess? Um, Love and yeah. Affection by Joan Armour Trading. I am not alone But I'm open to persuasion This the bed for romancing with a friend I can smile but with a lover I can hold my head back I could really laugh really laugh just wow honestly I think that if I was there I would probably be the person that's weeping <laughs> while everyone else is like I think that's what's beautiful about this opener actually is mm -hmm. that even within this one song it kind of builds you from like quite a soft lull it's kind of like riling you up a little bit more but there's so much space to be like emotional or to just kind of vibe with her it's yeah it's a very strong opener I have thank to say <laughs> thank you and and it's one of the sax solo at the end I don't care what mm. anyone says, it's one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's epic. It's completely epic um, yeah. and over the top. And that's why I love it. And actually, <laughs> Ash, I once was going to say, I met her once. <gasps> did you? I did. I have wow. a story. Wow. <laughs> oh, dish it. Dish yeah. it. It's not the a long one. Um, and I'm grasping at straws, but I, def I met her. Um, I was at an event and... This sounds a bit, ooh. but we have a mutual friend. I know somebody who knows her and I didn't know she was mm. going to be there. So I was actually ordering a drink at the bar. <laughs> I got this tap on my shoulder. I turned around and Joan Armour Trading was there and I just choked on my drink. Wow. Yeah. What was exactly she what you want to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was like, hi. And I just choked and couldn't stop choking. And she thought it was the funniest thing in the whole world. And I wanted to die. Oh, but did you buy uh, her a drink? No, she oh, we did we we spoke like a little bit <laughs> after that, but I just was mortified that that had been my introduction and she quite liked it. You know what, though? Yeah. I really hope that in the spirit of Joan Armour Trading, you wrote an open and approachable <laughs> song about it. Yeah. 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 
not joking. Yeah, I'd listen. I could definitely resonate with that. <laughs> Maybe that's something I'll put on my to-do list. <laughs> do it. Do yeah. it. Get it added. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's really is a stellar opener, and it's actually okay. quite a hard act to follow. Mm, um, yeah. That's what I was but, thinking. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is a hard act to follow, but luckily. Oh, yeah in your fantastic programming and actually we're lucky because we've got a program in hand you know the yeah. other guests at this festival they don't know what's about to hit them um, <laughs> but my god will it uh tess would you like to tell us a little bit about your segue mm, yeah. so, the second performance yes the second performance at my festival would be by uh minnie ripton mm. Woo. Yeah, you said there was no barriers. So whether they're here from the past, so yeah. I thought who better? I would just love to have been able to see uh, Minnie mm-hmm. Lipton live. Yeah. Um, and that's what I would like to see at my festival. Yeah. It's the joys of the programmer, isn't it? Yeah. You, you can you can choose who plays at your yeah. festival. It sounded very comfortable in your voice saying at my festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> I was wondering whether you, did you mean to put two vocalists one after each other? And yeah. there's a inevitably there's some people might then compare one with the other. Yeah. But um, do you That's think they a, follow on nicely from each other? It's a good question, <clears throat> Steve, because I think they're just so different. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you know, if it was just me, like this festival is, I would have, as you can see, all the vocalists. That's what I want to see. I would like to hear it. It's what I'm drawn to being a a vocalist Mm. myself. Um, And also with Minnie Riverton's range, just to have heard that live um, must have been transformational for people Mm -hmm. who did see it. Um, Because just listening to her music Mm. um, is an experience. And especially on this track um, that I've chosen. Yeah. I hope I've said mm-hmm. that well. Um, the arrangement. So actually at the festival, I'd quite like her to have had this orchestra with her, wow. if it were possible, yeah, yeah. Um, and to have done this whole arrangement live. Amazing. <sighs> I can't wow. think of many things better. And what are we going to list? Which track have you chosen? Because a lot of people perhaps know Minnie for the one standout track, Loving, Loving You, you yeah. with, with that note in it, yeah. <laughs> which everyone <laughs> loves and, and remembers. But I did what think about that one. Yeah, so I did want to do that one, but I thought everybody knows that. And it's not yeah. that everyone doesn't know this track, but um, it's lesser known. So yeah. the track I have chosen is Les Fleurs. And this is a lovely, it's from our first album, isn't it? So way back yeah. in about 1970, this goes yeah. quite a long way back. And imagine this being on yeah. your first album. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. incredible. Astounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen. Yes, please. Oh, Minnie Ripperton. 
That's Les Fleurs from her first album, the Come to My Garden. And uh, yeah, that chorus, it is the chorus that everyone knows and has in the mm-hmm. back of their mind, isn't it? But they yeah. perhaps don't think about it being by Minnie or, yeah. or being that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a quite a kind of memorable chorus. Definitely. To that song. Yeah. I agree, Steve. Tess. Ash. Well, I mean, so I'm actually just a little bit floored by this, like the calmness of like these amazing artists, but they're like, these are actually both quite calm selections. Mm-hmm. And it's like, your programming is like lulled me. It's lulled <laughs> me and it's beautiful. And something that I'm quite interested in, Tess, is mm-hmm. alongside the music, like for me anyway, a festival is so much about the experience. And you've already mentioned that, like mini, yeah. seeing mini in itself is an experience, but mm-hmm. What else do you kind of see as part of your fantasy festival experience? Mm. Like, what is it that makes it for you? Is it the company that you're with? Is it mm. the food, the drink? We've already touched a little bit on location, I suppose. But yeah, at this point in your day, what yeah. else? So there would have to be good food. Mm. Um, that would be uh, a must. And uh, maybe a nice um, bar area. Tables but you're going to bump into Joan again, remember? Yeah. yeah. And this time, <laughs> not Joan. Yeah, this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and also the thing that is coming to my mind about uh, music festivals is I would like to make sure that they are safe spaces for mm. especially women yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I'd like it to have a safe, to just provide a safe environment for um women because that's yeah. as we know isn't always the case yeah, yeah, at festivals yeah. so if if there was anything I could want for it that would be it mm. I think that's such mm-hmm. an important thing and there's so many initiatives now like I hear it more and more every year like key change obviously advocating for much better gender representation yeah. in the programming but yeah. it's kind of going further than that towards audiences much more as well like safe spaces yeah. mm-hmm. to access um and like something that was talked about loads this year was like access to proper toilet facilities right like, right come on <laughs> like especially after green man and shambhala and stuff everyone is like ah, oh, mm-hmm. come on how am i meant to be here and yeah. i think like it's good it's a good progression of like accessibility yeah for festivals yeah. and things um, yeah, it's just a little put, bit off topic. Well, <laughs> it's just that at, at this festival, we'd hope that those things would be at the forefront or yeah. um, more prioritized um, mm. than at other places, maybe. And especially but I think with we're the, getting there. the backstage experience as well and the crew. Absolutely. So, not it's not just all about who's well, it is partly about who's on yeah. stage and, and the audience experience as well. But of course, there's there's an area, area of festivals that the public don't get to see, mm-hmm. which Absolutely. is perhaps because it's less public um you know perhaps it's less monitored in the same way isn't it yeah yeah um steve i really agree (laughs) i agree wholeheartedly with that and it's less seen um so people can maybe get away with more or feel unseen unwatched yeah Um, Yeah. and that's not the case anymore yes yeah no no not at our festival not at your festival (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not yes Um, not anymore and actually, I think that your next artist is someone who has spoken quite a lot mm-hmm. on issues like these and is someone who is an advocate for things to be better and fairer. Mm-hmm. And 
I think she, in terms of the conversation we just had, is actually quite an ally on those mm-hmm. subjects and really represents those. Yeah. So your next guest, I don't want to introduce them on your behalf. So okay. if you please. So my third act of my fantasy festival is Michelle Nadeggio Cello. And I am and have been a huge fan of mm. Michelle for so long. I discovered her music while I was at Leeds College of Music. And that's just, where I discovered it also. <laughs> it's bringing me it right there. back, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to find these YouTube videos of her playing live and just watch them again and again and again yeah. because it was her musicianship on the bass, mm-hmm. it was her vocals. Sometimes she would rap, sometimes she would just talk to the audience and she was so, or appeared to be so content in herself that it was mm. just inspiring. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Any of I her think tracks. Totally. I think what I love about her, and especially this album that you've chosen, is Peace Beyond Passion, isn't it? Yes. And second album, I love yeah. it for its its tenderness and its brashness. And she's yeah. outspoken, but she's also introspective. And I think it's it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. I, I would too. love and to have seen her. I've never, I've I've never seen her either. Why have we not? Like, no. let's fix this. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve, can we sort that out? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, mean, I was just going to say she's your third vocalist in a row as well. Yes. And we've we've kind of leapt forward about four decades from Minnie, haven't we? And we've probably yeah. gone down four octaves as well. From yeah. yeah. But is there something? <laughs> is there something about her voice or her kind of presentation or even her mm-hmm. choice of song mm-hmm. that that you either yeah, when you I've... see a sort of progression from Joan and Minnie? Definitely. I think um, something that they all do, and I think Michelle does especially, is write for her own voice. Mm. She really knows her voice and Mm -hmm. writes for it. Then she doesn't try to do anything that isn't authentic to her and her voice. Yeah. No, she doesn't try and fit any more. Right. Which all three of them have done, all the Minions and and Joan did as well. You know straight away that they are totally um, authentic to themselves and they mean what they're doing yeah that is exactly yeah. it yeah I'm so yeah. pleased you said that Steve that's exactly why I'm drawn to them as mm. artists yeah mm-hmm. okay and actually the title of your next song who is he and what is he to you mm-hmm. is saying exactly that I mean the song doesn't say that but the yeah. title I am interpreting in yeah. that way uh, <laughs> let's let's have a little listen to that now I think there's something about it where it's like almost verging on the cheesy with some of them sounds and I don't care. I'm like, yeah, yeah do it. Give it to me. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. <laughs> Tess, I'm also curious. Are you on stage introducing all the acts? Oh, yeah, because if I was, then I could meet them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, self-serving. Yeah, without having to queue at the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I am. I think I'm on stage yeah hosting which okay. i've never mm. done that would be fun 
Mm-hmm. And how have you how have you kind of um, removed Michelle from the stage at the end of her set, so to speak? Uh, I think there was various encores. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now she's finally left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I just would have said thank you. I think the audience would have said thank you, um, and she would have gone. Yeah. Mm, seen her yeah. again, just like that. Can I ask as well, Tess, is there one stage at this festival, you know, is it a captive audience at one stage? Yeah. Like there's one experience to be had or is there loads of little stages in different sizes? And yeah, I think there's one stage. However, I just had an idea. Um, I would also like a DJ stage. Yes. Mm -hmm. Little boogie tent. Yeah. Um, Last weekend at Marston Jazz Festival, we had two DJs that I was just so impressed with. Um, DJ Knickknack and DJ um, Psychomantis, who I think is from Manchester. And both of them, I've never really seen DJing like it. Uh, They were artists and acts themselves. Mm -hmm. People were watching them as they were. Yeah, Knickknack is a turntablist. She's so much more than a (laughs) DJ. She's incredible. Yeah. yeah, so maybe I would have a second stage um, with DJs and dancing. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Giving that crew the time to set the next band up. Yes. Michelle has very nicely uh, tickled my my urge for a dance, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And this next band, yeah, yeah. Are, they are going to solidify exactly <laughs> that. Um, so I think actually with this one, let's listen to it first. Let's, yes. let's just jump straight in. This is Ira yes. Carey with, oh, please, Tess, will you pronounce the name? I don't want to uh, butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bacalao Compan. Beautiful. One thing I love about festival programs, Tess, and you've you've just exemplified it really, is you can go, you can be taken all over the world, can't you? You know, yes. we've just been to Cuba, uh, and even in yeah. real real life festivals, that that's the kind of joy uh, of a program, especially you know an all dayer like this. You can mm, yeah. not just kind of stylistic um, detours and rabbit holes and, and marvels, but actually being taken geographically to a different place and and yeah. hearing what's what's emanated from that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Is that was that part of your your kind of thinking with choosing this track? Yeah, it's yeah. um it's what I would want to hear <laughs> yeah. halfway through a day festival, 23 degrees and in the sun outside. It's um yeah, I'm a huge Irokeno fan and also a massive Cuban music fan as mm. well. Mm. I I was lucky enough to study at the National School of Music in Havana. Uh, oh, wow. It was like a school exchange. It was wow. um, unheard of now, but we had a maverick head teacher that just sent us all there for like four weeks. And we did it often um, every year. And it wow. really it really gave us the, the understanding um, of music's place in society yeah. when it is valued which actually I think in the UK isn't always the case mm-hmm. 
um, but in Cuba it is. Um, mm. It's like people really value the arts. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen and amazing- it's supported as well. Mm. You see amazing things like in schools, like Iris being dedicated to learning different claves and, you know, group percussion lessons. And it's like, yeah. it's a massive part and it's beautiful. Yeah. The pedagogy is insane. Um, mm. Some of the, it made a lot of us think, oh gosh, we're not really musicians because they were like 10 year olds <laughs> who were just doing the craziest solos and um, playing stuff we wouldn't have even been able to look at. Um mm. And the standard of musicianship is so high. I just can't say it enough. <laughs> it's really incredible um, place to go and to learn. And that's and you can see that just from the music that comes out. It's like just a taste of what actually happens there. And yeah. And one I, thing that really kind of leaps out of that that music as well, I certainly listen to that track just now, is how prominent the rhythm is uh, and the yeah. percussion is really high in the mix. But yeah. the, the the concept of the rhythm actually being probably the most important part, component mm-hmm. of the music as well. Yeah, and, they, and yeah. They, the way that the piano is yeah. a rhythmic instrument. Part of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it all locks yeah. in. And mm-hmm. um, actually, Steve, I think, I mean, I don't know if it's right, but I think that track was the first time that the Batar drums, which are African oh. drums um, from Santeria, the religion, I think it was the first time it was included in a popular wow. music track. Wow. 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 Amazing. Yeah. So we wow. people, we hadn't heard that before. Um, wow. On, on a dance track, of course, wow. it was happening before, but... Yeah, I think visually as well, I love watching bands like this live because, you know, recorded is one thing, but just seeing all of those people lock in together live. It's like you feel a part of it because you're watching how many how much energy it takes for everyone else to to just make that incredible sound. And you listening to it, you're part of that. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And it's a great it's also a great band for audiences as well, isn't it, Tess? You know, yeah. there's a real direct connection there, and you can you can you can sort of even though we're we're in our imaginations at the moment, you can you can feel the crowd on its feet, can't you? Yeah, everybody yeah. should be moving yeah. by now. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the festival, yeah. festival yes. programmer says you must yeah. move. Yes, up, up and down, not away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And there's quite a link. I think there's a link with one of the tracks that's coming up later in your choice as well. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we'll pick up on that later, especially mm-hmm. about the the prominence of the rhythm and the, the yeah. how that is integral yeah. to to the music that we're listening to. Definitely, yeah. and big band big band sounds and almost yeah. like popular yeah. music orchestras. There's a link for sure. Let's yeah. not give away all our secrets yeah. yet, though. So, yes. You know? Yeah, we yeah, like yeah. an element of surprise, I think. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what, there's a big surprise coming next, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> well, not that. Uh, I'm just trying to think who it is. Ah, uh, well. Ah, uh, well, he's quite short. No one to wear a sassy yet. shoe. I'm there. I remember yes. who's next. Yeah. 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 Um, can I? Yeah. Can please. I? Could I? Yeah. Well, introduce. Can you introduce the Yeah. It's just you, Tess, with the mic. You're there in front of a, <laughs> a, an eagerly anticipatory audience to hear. So, <laughs> our next act is Prince. <gasps> hey! <laughs> a model. Model, model, model used to be a role model. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah. 
choice in particular is it isn't necessarily what people would have jumped to for Prince. But yeah. in the context of your day, yeah, it yeah. just it's the perfect zone. Right. That's yeah. what I thought yeah. because I yeah. needed Prince at the festival. But if he's going to play later on in the day, we need big band prints. We need a yeah. horn section. Print, exactly. Incredibly tight. Yeah. You forget. You forget <laughs> how kind of how kind of um how much attention you pay to the arrangement and the yeah. you know everything. The, the makeup such of the sound. A, a real detail artist, mm. wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a nice perfectionist edge there, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I have to say, as well as being Joan Armatrading's biggest fan, I'm a Prince person. Like if if we had to choose one or two artists, he would be up there for me. Um I've got him on my walls over there as well. Um, Can I ask why? Um I think I've I was fortunate and very grateful to see him live a number of times. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, I don't think I've seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. it really yeah. was an experience and I, I was able to see him with a four-piece band I was able to see him just him and his guitar in an acoustic space I was wow. able to see him at the O2 arena yeah. which wow, was yeah. like a huge band with horns and everything and every single time it was incredible mm, yeah. um he he really performed like he was performing for every single person in there he felt like the only ones um, yeah. yeah, I yeah. just love them. I love those gigs. Something Amazing. I'd like to probe slightly is um, you've mentioned a lot of female vocalists. Yeah. Do you find that you're more attached to female vocals? Because like you didn't really mention Prince's vocals while speaking about yeah. him as an artist. And I just wonder, yeah. you know, is it something is why mm -hmm. again? Why? Yeah, I think I think to just speak about Prince's vocals would probably be reductive to all the other things that <laughs> yeah. he does because he does ev did yeah. everything you know produced the albums I think there was a few albums where he played everything every single mm. instrument on it and he wrote all the songs and then he wrote for other people as well so I think with Prince it's very much more of a a whole artist um approach and love that I and have as, as, as I've just occurred to me, there's a kind of parallel with Joan, Joan Armatrading, because she was, in a way, you could be describing her as well. And yes. I think Prince is equally kind of secretive, secretive about the, the, the inspiration mm. behind his songwriting as well. Yes. You know, we yeah. just heard that Chelsea Rogers track, yeah. which mm -hmm. is, I think, about a model or something. But um, it's always yeah. hard to get to the bottom of what he's actually um, writing about, isn't it? <laughs> very true. and yeah. And very mysterious and also universal yeah, um, and yeah. that's and again someone else who just presented their music and we make up our own minds um, yeah yeah you know we didn't we don't get like yeah. say all the stories behind or any of the noise around yeah. fame yeah um yeah yeah we're talking so, of noise are the crowd noisy at this point are we, we're, yes. are we about uh whereabouts in the day are we tess i think we're about probably five or six p.m now five or six o'clock mm, okay. yeah. Yeah, and um, they, the crowd are very noisy. Yeah. <laughs> Often um, it's very noisy. Of course. And actually, 
following Prince is someone you've mentioned already as someone you've collaborated with yes. and someone that seems to be a friend of yours and wow yes. imagine being like I right, go on then get on the stage after Prince you know he's not at um like my next artist isn't a Prince fan so I oh. know and it makes us nearly Friendship not terminated. <laughs> yeah. So my next artist performing at my fantasy festival is Daniel Casimir. Ooh. music from his new recording isn't it and there's some players on there Tess my god me. Yeah. yeah he has got the who's who yeah. of the yeah. London scene yeah. Yeah. all on yeah. one album yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love listening to this because it's you mm-hmm. we see so much of Daniel as a bass player for so many other of choice for so many people it's yeah. it's lovely to see him kind of fronting this project mm. as his, his own Definitely. piece his own work and and I think what I'm most impressed by and I wouldn't say this to his face, is <laughs> is his his arrangement skills. He's yeah. really gone away and looked at orchestration yeah, yeah, for yeah. years and yeah. then come back and this is the product yeah. of that. And it, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else is is doing this right mm. now, um, kind yeah. of merging those two sounds, what's happening in the jazz scene and orchestrating it. He's really quite a visionary in that respect, I think. And yeah. do we get treated to that live? Is it the same orchestra that Minnie had? Yeah, well, this was what I was <laughs> going to say. If there are no barriers, I would love um, to hear Dan's album with yeah. a whole yeah. orchestra. Yeah. Um, which I think he, I don't know if we'll get to hear that because, you know, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. A huge production. But at this festival, no yeah. barriers. So, and I hear yeah, Minnie's very there. open to sharing. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> she better be. Um, But actually, we spoke earlier about mud. This is quite a segue, so please follow me along this line. We spoke earlier about mud and featured on that track was the unmistakable drumming of Moses Boyd, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. And earlier this year, I was lucky enough to actually see Moses Boyd at a very muddy festival. And not only was Moses Boyd playing, but also the person that you've, well, the act that you've chosen Mm -hmm. as your headline band. Mm And when they were playing, it did not matter that it was a muddy field. It didn't oh, matter about anything it. because mm-hmm. everyone was just so there with them. We spoke mm-hmm. earlier about big band energy and percussion-led music. Mm-hmm. And this is like, they, they blew my mind. This has been my favorite example of this I've yeah. seen in a long time. Tess, yeah. would you like to introduce your your what? headline act? What an introduction. Um, My headline act is... Balimaya project. Woo! I think let's have a listen to their tune, Balimaya. Let's go.
projects, test that. You know, one thing that really leaps out, uh, not just about that track, but all the artists have really um, shown their authenticity. I think that's been one common thread through all the, all the bands that you've programmed on, on the festival today. But tell us a little bit more about the background of Ballymire, because it's, it's a big ensemble, but it's got, it just feels so natural, doesn't it? Those players yeah. coming together and producing that music. Yeah, yeah, I have been fortunate enough to work with Bellemaya Project on two festivals this year wow. um, with Jazz Refreshed. So yeah. they performed at Jazz Refest that was streamed live from the Roundhouse back in July. And they also headlined the Jazz Refreshed stage at Marsden Jazz Festival mm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so it's been an honour to hear them live and work with them. Um, they're actually amazing to work with as well. Um, I think, like Daniel, it's a visionary project. Yeah. It's Yahil is educating audiences on his the traditions that he has grown up with and fusing it with all the sounds that he's been surrounded by as part of the scene in London. And we're really getting mm. something new and yeah. something really important. Yeah. Um, it's really yes. a significant project. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely, um, yeah. because West African music has influenced so much. And I feel like this really shone a light in it for me because Absolutely. it was so powerful and it yeah. was yeah. so intricate. And all around me, when I heard them perform live, I heard people going, is, is that a Cora? Is that yeah. sound a Cora? Or going, what, how did they even do that time signature? And I just think yeah. it's amazing because this music is, it's so big and we, we don't hear enough of it in, in all its beauty, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and very immediate and directly kind of infectious for the audience as well. Mm, it's it's the, the impact is is immediate, isn't it? And the, Yeah, and it's um, transformational. Um, at Marsden, uh, they had a, a quite a longer changeover to get all 16 members of Valley yeah. on stage. And as soon as they started playing, there wasn't an, a person in the crowd who wasn't transfixed. Um, yeah. And I think it's that's how powerful their music is yeah and i'm wow. really excited for their journey i think yeah yeah and really, really interesting you've chosen well a band that's still emerging in a sense as your headliner yes you know, joan was at the start about yeah. one o'clock <laughs> and now we've sort of you've, you've kind of turned it on its head the, mm -hmm. the 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 kind of archetypal festival format haven't you I, I have, and I think that's something I've learned from Jazz Refreshed. I yeah. think they really champion up-and-coming artists, yeah. um, especially female artists or black artists, yeah. and they put them at the forefront and really support their music. And unless mm. somebody does that, the support yeah. isn't there. Mm. Um, so actually, Val and Maya are really deserving of that headline slot whether yeah. they've just released an album or not they are the best people for it okay. i think as well there's something that doesn't happen enough which is curating a night not based on how renowned you are or how well known but yeah. on the experience musically is yes. it going to build beautifully is one artist going to set you up just right for the next like i don't care if the first artist is the most well known if putting yeah. them on last musically doesn't make sense because yeah. it's a lesser experience and it's not meant to be about that definitely and yeah. it's about um the next generation and people mm -hmm. handing over that torch so to yeah. speak 
um, and saying, here you go, because it's tough times. Um, (laughs) I think it was tough times for the arts and music in general. And then COVID happened and we really need to focus on community now um, and really help each other. And I think lineups are a way to do that. Yeah, Um, festivals are great. It's a great environment to come and be together with people and music and also experience things that you might not have chosen to singularly, you know, and Mm -hmm. that kind of um, that experience that we're we're all talking about is the one that we're after, you know, the kind of joy and the surprise, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Well, Tess, you must be exhausted. You know, you're still (laughs) you're still kind of up and down dancing to Valamir (laughs) Weather. wandering off stage to their dressing room yeah. um we have we have a little um a little challenge for you now yeah yes, because if, if if after all this after your your fest, fantasy festival day if you could journey backstage and hang out with any one of your programmed artists just one. your fantasy festival um, day who would it be and why that is a really good and hard question. <laughs> um, I, I think I know. I think I know the answer. I think I would have to meet Prince backstage. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't see any other alternative. <laughs> I've okay. seen Valimaya Project quite recently. I see Dan all the time. I choked in front of Joan Armour Trading. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, to in to meet Prince, it would have been. A highlight of my life, I'm yeah. sure. At so the that's bar or not? Yeah, yeah. What do you think uh, he would have ordered at the bar, Prince? I don't, I don't know. I don't mm. think he drank towards the end. No. Um, no. Maybe mm. lime and soda. Okay. Uh. Oh, cheap rider. <laughs> yeah. Cheap rider, that's good. We'll have him, we'll have him back. <laughs> but right. I'd love to have just asked him questions, um, advice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just listened, really. Mm. would have been an honour. Great. Yeah. Well, Tess, it's been an absolute joy um, with you leading us through your Fantasy Festival Thank day. You. I hope that you've enjoyed it, and, and the listeners okay. as well, everyone mm-hmm. out there. It's been a marvellous choice and really varied. And as I say, everything really connected by you and your your passion for authenticity, I think, in music. So it's yeah. absolutely yeah. lovely to hear. I Thank definitely you. would have bought a ticket. And Tess, I just wanted to ask if people want to check out yeah. your music and what you're up to where where can they find you <laughs> um if they haven't had enough um they could follow me on instagram just tess hurst at um at tess hurst or i'm on twitter um my last album with daniel casimir is on bandcamp and spotify um if anyone fancies checking it out that would Absolutely. be great do yeah and Tess, thanks so much for joining us. I mean, you're going to wander back to your camper van now. It's going to be stuck in the mud. Well, no, <laughs> camper van, mud, no mud. No. <laughs> um, gonna be, the also... tires will have melted on the concrete. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to say, Stephen Ash, thank you so much for having me. This has Our been pleasure. so fun. Yeah. Um, I didn't think pleasure. it would be, but it's really been joyous. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd chosen the wrong people, but um, no, it was really great. There's if no you're selling choices. tickets, I'm buying one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Tessa, was... thank you so much. Um, thank you. We'll see you soon. See you very soon. Tessa, Thanks, Hurst, everyone. Tess. The Fantasy Festival. Thanks again to our wonderful guest, Tess Hurst, for joining us in the podcast. Keep up to date with Tess on TessHurst.com 
and at Tess Hurst on Instagram and Twitter. Our next episode will feature the recent leader of Manchester City Council and jazz fan, Sir Richard Lees. You've been listening to Manchester Jazz Festival's Fantasy Festival podcast. Keep up to date with what we're doing at Man Jazz Fest on Twitter and at Manchester Jazz Festival on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast.